Holiday. And you're listening to Black Audacity, the podcast for... Tarantino fans. Tarantino fans. <laughs> Welcome to a very special episode. We have a very special guest with us today, the great artist, Afi S.A. Afi? Hey, peace <laughs> So how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing today? We are. Sorry we interrupted uh, your movie, the Tarantino thing, because uh, we're discussing the Heart of Day Fall and yeah. uh, the similarities between uh, it and Tarantino films. We all seen it. Um, well, she's not done yet. After not done but yet. But once you yeah. watch it. But go ahead and introduce yourself it. and let people know who you are. Okay, so I am Afiase. I'm from Houston, Texas. I am um, a black narrative portrait painter, um, former forensic psychotherapist, and big fan of Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> so you said a narrative, is that, break that down, a narrative portrait. I forgot what you said, but break okay. that down. So I'm a self-taught artist. I didn't go to school formally for art, but just because I'm a professional artist, I have to use these labels and this terminology. But essentially, I'm a I'm a black artist who paints black people, and I tell a story at the same time. Damn, dig it. And what is so? Because you said you were a former forensic therapist, forensic psychotherapist. So yeah. forensic psychotherapist, because that's like a to me, that seems like a big leap. So what took you from that into art? Did you always like art? Because art is your um, career now. Well, so. it really, is, it wasn't a big leap because I have a certification in art therapy. Oh, okay. I didn't know that so, was a thing. Yeah, art is, there's a big section of art that utilizes, I mean, big section of uh, their, um, psychology that uh, uses art. Is this like um, the Warshack thing? A, a, a therapeutic tool so um you do you have art therapy where you use art as like a stress reliever but mm -hmm. i worked with children and we specifically have an area of art where you use art tasks to help you uncover um things that a child may need to say but they can't articulate it mm. like for example one of one of the one of the most common tasks we use is called um um, who lives in your home? So you ask the child, and these are just children, these are minors, uh, and usually you use these tasks with small children, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So um, you give them the task, draw everyone who's in your home. And depending on how they draw the person, depending on if they leave someone out, depending on what colors they use, like red and, you know, red and black are alarming colors. You know, sometimes they'll draw scars on people, band-aids on people. So these are ways for you to unconsciously get information without coaxing a child because it's very easy to mislead a child. Okay. Yeah. So nice. I had a certification that. So jumping from already using art material every day to just being a full-time artist wasn't that big of a leap. So you said you were a self-taught. Uh, taught artists and I've seen a lot of your work um, especially on Instagram it's super dope what started you into doing art specifically like this um, this doesn't look like this just started you've been doing this for quite some time yeah I have I've been I've been I, I think most people who end up in artist profession probably started way you know when they were three and four I remember I remember getting in trouble at around four for coloring on the walls and <laughs> so they had to buy you a paper repaint the um hallway 
because I had colors on the walls and my mom couldn't get it off. So, I, you know, so just uh, going through school, I remember like in the fourth grade, I won an award. I think it, in the fifth or the sixth grade, it, I won um, a grant. Like I just always dabbled in it. But uh, I'm from that era where college was pushed right. on you more than a, a, a trade of being an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, trade school was heavy the generation before us. Entrepreneurs were heavy the generation after us. We were the generation where they made it seem like if you didn't go to college, you weren't going to be shit. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I was naturally smart. I was a, I was a straight-A student up until I made my first C in, uh, as a senior. Mm. So um, what, what, I was college- I was college directed anyway, and I come from a family with no, I mean, you know, the immediate rings of my family, no, um, no, um, higher education. So, um, it was just kind of something I I was passionate about making sure I went to college and I was super smart. So I went to graduate school a couple of times and, um, you know, I practiced, uh, as a forensic psychotherapist for Harris County Juvenile Division for a few years. And um, I, uh, I have a rheumatoid arthritis, which plays like a big part in everything since I was 16. But um, I practiced for a few years and then my arthritis just got, you know, kind of difficult for me to punch a clock every day. Right. So um, I was, you know, kind of still struggling along with that and taking less um outside work you know like when you're a graduate student you're still kind of the bottom of the you know totem pole so uh you know of course you're going to get your stipend or whatever you're getting paid for the the assistantship or fellowship or whatever you're doing but it's 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 sometimes not enough and i would pick up work here and there and um one of the things i used to do was paint murals and Um, like street art Mm-hmm. Like uh, street art, like on a, a no, 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 like inside. No, I'm oh, only. Okay. I, I was like an inside type of small murals, you okay. know, bedrooms. I did a lot of kids' bedrooms, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I was painting this small little coffee shop mural, and I was four feet up in the air and tipped off that ladder and came down on my knee and I shattered my knee, cracked oh, no. my femur bone, and uh, that was it. I was like, yep, not going back to work. You know, so I um, uh, luckily had worked some things out with where I was working. So I had I was getting a, a income coming in for I think I probably had 14 months of that and just figuring out um, what to do in the meantime. I still wasn't thinking about art. And then I just started randomly sketching, sketching people on social media. I wasn't mm-hmm. even really on social media before that happened and I've had Facebook since I think the second year Facebook existed because it used to be for college students. Yeah, that's all of us. um, I would dip in on my Facebook like twice a year and that was it until I had all this time at home. So I was getting on Facebook and, you know, looking, you know, to do community service stuff while I had all this time at home and um, got into sketching people daily. So I, I, I kept sketchbook heavy, sketchbooks heavy. Um, until up until like three years ago. Oh, so I love and, your uh, Robert Townsend sketch you did. How, was that one of the original yeah, ones or was that a new one? Of my one? Movies. 
Oh, five uh, heartbeats? Yeah, we talked about I, that a lot. I, I, have a, I have a sketchbook from the last two years, and I, I just stopped posting stuff when we had all these brothers getting killed back to back because people were just kind of expecting me to sketch, oh. you know, when we had a situation like that. And people were just kind of looking for the, oh, sis, I know you about to sketch him. I know you about to immortalize him, you know, and it, it just kind of became a taxing so you bring, on me because it was happening so often you know so you bring that up which is you know tragic but so what is the um, the importance of your art because you i you're very afrocentric well not even very you're completely afro afrocentric is that can i use that mm -hmm. okay yeah, and, and everything in everything you do so what is the port importance in like the the mission behind all of that? Because as you know, I'm a big fan of yours. I got your art in in, in my house in my apartment. You do. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So y'all that don't know, this ain't no fake shit. Like I I really love her art. Like um yeah, I had that Harry Tugby one, and it's one of my favorites. And but, he uh, wears your t-shirt. And I wear your shirt. Yeah, yeah. I'm a groupie. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> all right. You that's got, a, my, um, that's you got my logo shirt too. I do. Yes, that's, I do. That's the one he's always wearing. Yeah, I do. So that's yeah, true, uh, that's a true fan right there. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Logo, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Um, I make no bones about I, you know, it. No, I'm a big studier of African uh, history and psychology, and art plays a big part in historical uh, accounts and psychology. So it, mm -hmm. I'm just, I was just always finding myself in art, and it, I don't. Maybe it was, maybe they were signs. But I kept running into um, these these uh, books by black authors of these really old drawings of ships and uh, landscapes and buildings from ancient African cities. I have this book I got for my birthday. Someone got me a limited edition book of vanishing cities of Africa. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got really enamored with the stories. Because, you know, when you get a history book, you're going to get a lot of pictures, uh, depictions, because these are things in modern times we have not seen. So they have to depict these things. And uh, I got I got into a lot of drawing our important figures, but as well as um, like things from um, Kemeticism early on, uh, just because there's so much art that comes out of ancient you know what we call Egypt. Mm -hmm. So uh, just it was a lot Kemet of that. back then, right? Is that what it was called? Huh? Kemet is that what it was called? Is that what Kemeticism? Uh -huh. Okay, Kemet. okay. I never heard that word Kemeticism. That's why I ancient uh, Egypt uh, was called Kemet uh, before um, European invasion when it was black. Okay, it was Kemet, and then the Europeans are what called it uh, Egypt. Egypt. Okay, okay, got you. So just to talk about some of your art, you do have two paintings that I'm willing to pay some car note money for. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey. Because they're, they're just really, really just poignant, and I just love them. I love the way that it looks. And I love how you talk about, in your paintings, how you talk about African culture. Um, you pay respect to the ancestors, yeah. and you don't diminish our struggle but you still do show our beauty through our struggle yeah. and there's two specific paintings the main one though the one again i'm trying to avoid i'm gonna wait till christmas um <laughs> and it, it's called i'll show you the way and the um, story yeah. that you have attached to that picture that's really heavy and i would just love to hear you talk about that a little bit <sighs> So, uh, so you know, I, 
I, I I got on that wave as well of, you know, wanting to look into lineage and, and genealogy and all these things a, a few years back. And um, I happen to come from a family here in Texas um, that came from uh, the Sioux Santee uh, Native American tribe in uh, North Dakota. Um pre-emancipation mm-hmm. so uh when i was in graduate school the second time i applied for a grant because i have family that has the status and um ended up doing dna testing which i didn't do it was just through the for the grant and ended up having very little um uh, DNA shared. So, mm-hmm. you know, that just kind of took me into figuring out what was really going on. And I eventually came, you know, found out that my family was um, partially owned through slavery of the Sioux nation. So we were actually owned by Native Americans. Oh, yeah, she talked about so, uh, you know, with, 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 uh, with, a, with all these black people romanticizing being a Native American and, you know, we conversation. it was just, you know, just me on a personal mission from this passion of understanding, um, yeah, we we got a lot of lies from from uh, you know the invaders, but because of not having these accurate records and this proof and this new curiosity, we've been lying to ourselves. Mm. Amen. I'm glad you so said that. Yeah. I just decided. I can't force nothing down nobody's throat. People want to fight when you tell them. You know, it's it's like. Is, is doing too much. So I just figured the best way it was for me to figure out all I could about me and share that with, you know, without being super vulnerable, which, you know, I do through my art. And if somebody wants to join me for it and figure some stuff out with me and, you know, I'm welcome. They're welcome to it. And if not, it, it was at least there. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's- yeah. So- that I yeah I'm sorry I'm looking at it right now I, I do want to <laughs> ask you uh, something about your your art because and, and, and shout oh, out to John Wright the model for that piece who looks like little Andre three thousand two point oh uh, give John my number. Just <laughs> throw that out there real quick. Tell him I said hi. Yeah. Because no, because the portrait is so beautiful. And then you have the narrative that's attached to it. Um, do you mind me just kind of just telling our sure. audience about it so the narrative attached to it says the ancestors always returned for their children when separated from his tribe language and name he was tossed around the world and forced to adapt making a way all while longing to return to the lands of his people great ancestor show him the way direct him to liberation cover him on his journey home whether physical or spiritual so that he may never be lost again show him the way that right there with the image is just so much like we i know that locally we don't have shit like this i i know i say that all the time on the show we don't have shit like this we do have artists but every once in a while i tell john about this we need to take away their, their paint supplies because <laughs> they don't know how to act but this it it says something it says something without it being demeaning it says something without it being comedy it says something mm-hmm. it's beauty shown on canvas and it's shown in words so I feel like I just she needs to because I hate that we immortalize the struggle sometimes. Yes, like I don't want to be. They do, and that was funny when you were saying that I I do depict 
uh, you know, the, the, the tragic stuff, but I also uh, make sure that we see the beauty in it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Someone called my work um, Jim Crow Romance. Wow. And I, and I, can't, I can't get that out of my head. What? I'm like, I, it's like when I look at my work, that's that's like in my head now, echoing in my head. What is your rebuttal to that? Work. I'm like, he might be right. And it doesn't even make sense, but it makes sense. Because, uh, um... I do, uh, I do, well, be, I'll ask you this later, because I, I, I do want to talk about an art, uh, a, a, a painting, a piece you did for somebody that, that uh, we admire, Dick Gregory. Yes. I do want to um, talk about that. Could you, uh, t- just you take it away, because you did a piece for him, and I love it. It was super dope. <laughs> okay, so you do want me to talk about it now? Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I was like, because I got to ask you another question, but that, I want to talk about that. I'll, uh, so that just kind of happened uh, on, uh, I literally did that like 24 hours before I got to meet him. A, wow. a friend of mine surprised me for my birthday with, uh, we're going to see him. And I was studying him around, I was just reading a lot of his material around that time. And this friend of mine knew it and he um, surprised me with um, birthday tickets. So I just stayed up that day and until it was time to go to the show the next day and uh, painted that. And at the end of the show, I just held it up in the back. And he, like, put his finger up in the air to, like, wave me to come down. Oh, he wow. Was like, he was like, can you hang out over here? And I was like, yeah. So he had, he went, had to go do pictures and autographs. And it was a bunch of people, you know, doing all that. And then he came and sat at the table. And, and we were just sitting at the table for, like, it wasn't, like, 10 minutes, but... You know, it was at least five and he was just asking, you know, what brought us down and, you know, what was going on. So I was telling him, uh, you know, that I was currently reading him at the time and um, a, a lot of other uh, prominent uh, figures. And, um, yeah, he was just he looked at my phone. It's a little bit of my work. And uh, he said he really loved it. And I was talented. And he gave me his card and asked me if I could ship it because they can't take it back on the plane mm-hmm. and um yeah so after that i sent it and they sent me a photo back of it hanging in the office and you how, know. How, how was that for you that experience because that sounds dope that's that, heavy yeah that that's amazing because when you're reading his material you got you're thinking oh if i could sit down with him and pick this brother's brain yeah. but then when you get the opportunity to it it's like so how are you enjoying houston <laughs> it's like so yeah that's the question you got there uh, yeah, so you know, do you like so, cake? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like you know, it, I didn't really get any life changing uh, information out of the the brief chat. It was just a, a life altering experience, but okay. I didn't really walk away with much information. Just because I don't think I took that opportunity just in that moment. Not You're thinking. starstruck. It was like that's legitimate though, because you you got to yeah. meet him and you got to meet him before he passed. To the people who are listening who don't know who Dick Gregory is, he's a comedian or he was a comedian. He passed away a few years ago. I suggest everyone of every color, um, every age to read his autobiography, Nigger. Uh, oh, you like that book. That book. If, if, I, if I can add to that, he was far more than a comedian. He yeah, ran oh, yeah. uh, for to be a, a, um, a political, um, a, a few political races, including the presidential race. Um, he um, is a, a political uh, comedian specifically mm-hmm. um, and um, 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 he literally advisor, did it all advisor he... for a lot of um, black leaders that, that we all 
um, he was respectfully. So I like about Dick Gregory. It's um, like because we didn't know it at the time. You know, you see these pictures. Uh, we just think of all these historical figures and think of them being isolated. So like kind of like what Malcolm X and um, um, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali. Like it yeah. blew my mind that they were actually friends because like these were are like two of my biggest heroes. And and then you see pictures with them and Dick Gregory and just all these figures that larger than life and they just commune together and I, I kind of miss I kind of miss and, that and, and at these and, and and well we have to we have to remember that this was this was civil rights time mm-hmm. so so most of these brothers and sisters that we respected at that level knew each other because um, they rallied for causes together. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of them would be in a lot of same places uh, at the same time, which is how, I mean, you know, you had Sam Cooke in there. Sam Cooke was yeah. a singer. Yeah. A singer. And he, you know, it's like, you, you know, so I think it's kind of like celebrities today. Yeah. You see all these people that are interconnected and don't really realize it until they're like at each other's birthday parties and stuff like that. But it's like they're rallying for the same causes together. So that kind of puts them in the same spaces. Yeah, I love well, at least, that, I love at least I would think that that was what was going on with people like Malcolm X and... Yeah. And besides Dick Gregory, you've had some other uh, celebrities that you've painted for. You also painted a portrait for Fantasia and her husband, right? I did, um, by way of her husband. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and unfortunately, the day that um, they received it, um, she went into the hospital with, I think she had Braxton Hicks. Mm-hmm. or um, an emergency scare and ended up having to stay in for a whole week. So the unveiling really never actually happened the way it did. And it kind of all fizzled and, you know, in the end. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't think it was as much of a, oh, you know, super surprise because she was kind of wrapped up in making sure the baby stayed in for as long as possible. Right. Um, but yeah, I did get um, a text um, about it and that she was resting and she was all smiles when she saw it. But Do you have um, a favorite piece that you've done? For someone or just in or general? Just a favorite piece that, that you've done, even if it didn't go to nobody. Just uh, Yeah, that I've done, yes. I did this piece for a sister that I just followed her on social media and just loved the, the positiveness that she always gave out. Has anyone and seen it? I painted her in soft pastels until this day. It's probably my favorite painting I've done. Did you, did she get that one? Like, have you posted that? No, she that? got it. I gave it to her. I, I, I always sent the stuff in the beginning because I was just, you know, it was just, it was just hobby for me then. Oh, okay. I think it's the very first picture, if you go to my Instagram, which is kind of, I mean, there's like 200 something pictures on there, but Okay, I didn't know if it was something uh, that you didn't post. Or I think it's the very first But yeah, that's my favorite piece. And she lives in Philly, super dope. She doesn't do social media anymore. I don't blame her. Do you but, have, um, who are some of your um, um, favorite um, artists? Because I know you really love uh, John Michael. Uh, I do. Um, but um, famous artists, my list kind of changes. Mm-hmm. Um Currently, I'm really, really, really into this brother called uh, Johan um, Barrios here in Houston. And okay. he's a oil painter and uh, fades these transparent layers of grays on top of super saturated colors. Um, he, got me, he got me trying to shit. <laughs> so, um, I'm super digging him. 
But um, I'm a big fan of um, Kevin Williams out of Atlanta. I think he's from Chicago, though. Uh, I'm a big fan of um, Chris Clark from Jacksonville, Florida. These I'm are a contemporary big artists. Fan of Vega Terrell. She's actually, I think, more of a collages. Okay. Um, big fan of her from DC. But um, I, I really, I really don't pay too much attention to people that do what I do. I'm more fans of people who do what I don't do, what I can't do. Oh, got you. Yeah. So. I end up getting into acrylic painters and people who paint with with uh, people who sculpt and people who do collage work and those type of things. Yeah. So have you ever had any controversy over anything that you've created or shown or had yeah, any, like a gallery? <laughs> <laughs> um, was there is there anything like recent that, you know, that you felt like there was a lot of controversy around it, but it wasn't like necessary. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think in, oh, I probably shouldn't say this, but locally in Houston, I, I think I'm kind of you know blacklisted oh, <laughs> from a few me, places just because of my political too. views. Uh, you know, and I always get the you know my work is not inclusive or. You know, I, it, some some piece may offend the, the, you know, people who make donations and just a whole bunch of foolishness, but whatever. And so, it's kind of um, funny because on your Instagram, you do have a sketch of uh, Chris Donner. I, I do. And oh, I know that pisses people <laughs> off. <laughs> I, look, people got to take their own journey and nobody gets to judge mine. And, uh, you know, I, I, I tend to have... Uh, I tend to have respect for people who are so passionate about their belief that they will pay the ultimate price for it. And I think that his cause was a righteous cause. History kind of... The same thing with Micah X out of Dallas. As a Texan, we're just now doing this social media thing over the last five or six years where... You know, people are, everyone's being recorded. All these police officers are being recorded. There's body cams. We didn't have that before. And, you know, I'm I'm from an old, uh, uh, old white money state. You know what I'm saying? So even though I'm in, I'm in Houston and the city is blue and we got a diverse, um, you know, police force and, and the surrounding counties and whatnot, but it's not always been that way. And uh, Sandra Bland was, I think, probably the first time in a long time Texas got some national attention for police officers not doing what they should be doing in a proper manner. And, And, um, you know, that stuff, you know, when you get somebody who is like, I'm not, we're not going to do this. I'm not going to, if I have to be the martyr for this cause, I have to be the martyr for this cause. And if this government can hand out medals for people who go across seas, and have to flex and be a martyr for a cause. I don't know what's wrong with us having our own martyrs. I will say that so. about you. You are very steadfast in your resolve and in, in, in the things you talk about. Because my issue I have with um uh the 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 woke. Because I even hate the term woke. I hate that it's somewhat trendy and it's cool to be black for a time. It's cool to have yeah. dreads in there. But then when shit really get down. Uh, for instance, one of my biggest things is literacy and finance. If you're not uh, um, learning about our history, if you're not contributing to your people, you can't just be. And this for, and I'm saying this to black people, like you, 
You can't. You can, but don't be on the front. Just being cool to be black, and then when shit hit the fan, right. yeah. Oh, we can all get along. Da 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 da. Cause I'm the type. I'm kind of you know uh, inclusive. I don't really. I know I'm a black man, and that's never gonna uh, dwindle. But um, like my life, I you know I'm pretty accepting of everybody until until it until it directly uh, contradicts what I believe in or, or inhabits my or inhibits my. Uh, progression so with you what i like about you is uh like you like i say you steadfast you're not afraid to say it stand by it and then with your art you 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 solidify it um and i like how you brought up about when you're looking up um ancient art because a lot of because i'm really in history so a lot of stuff we see and when we can't decipher their their text their message yeah. their language all we have is the art to look at uh and that that really what's indoors and and, and that yeah. illustrates so i like people like you and this is why sin says we need to take people's art supplies because they just be painting some stupid <laughs> obviously every time something happened people want to paint it and it's like weird shit so i uh, i like that you capture not necessarily um moments but like the like you said experience and i love your uh uh your anachronistic work that, that you is this a new thing you're doing because i I've, I've seen some paintings you did uh um the the i forget the name but the one the guy has like the ruffle feathers around his neck not the feathers um yeah the um the um the tutor collar yeah is that somebody or that's just uh yeah so that is the beautiful john wright again oh so, okay yeah okay. that's him again so yeah. uh yeah i was obsessed with john wright for like three months and I he's a model <laughs> i didn't want to draw i didn't want to paint nobody else but him for like three months so that was your muse uh, <laughs> you know you know you just get this muse and get stuck in it but um i love that yeah. piece. i love that piece. um no it's 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 not a new thing it's just it's just it just happens to be what i'm studying at the time okay. so um, i'm i'm currently a big fan of moorish art okay. uh and unfortunately moorish um um north africans um from the state of morocco so um oh the modern day um moors are um part of the Moorish science temple of america so they're they're historical art and uh, I was really getting into it, and uh, I was really getting into it because I, I have a degree in, <laughs> weirdly enough, I have a degree in 15th century English, <laughs> mm. which it, there's a lot of there's a lot of pictures, of course, in these types of books, and and so I saw a lot of these paintings, and I would see a lot of Moorish uh, people being painted, uh, but they would always be in servitude. Oh, they would, always, they would be holding the platter with the grapes. Yeah. Or you know, in the back, in the in the back behind the curtain, or or breastfeeding the baby, the white baby. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yeah, we, you know, come on, we 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 can we can do better than that. We can correct that. So I just decided to do some sketches. You know, that kind of seemed like they were about that era, but with the modern day, you know, the modern day uh, appearance. The so. Yeah, I'm a huge uh, fan of this current series that I'm working on around that subject. But but the but if you if, if my model had gold teeth in their mouth, there's gonna be gold teeth in their mouth in the painting. It's like the painting I'm working on of the brother that's upside down with the apples. Have you seen that one? I don't think I've seen that one. You seen it? Yeah. Okay. He has gold teeth. So and locks and tattoos and nose piercing, whatever they got going on. But the um the outfit is uh um 
gives you a period of time. Do you have a name for this latest series? Is it like a, I a, do, a I do, but I don't know if I can tell you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, <laughs> I, I thought we had some breaking news. I have two shows in the spring. And um and then one show in October next year and then a, a show back here in Houston. Oh, talk, the uh, year in, talk about your shows. Uh, when and where they're going to be? Um, one is going to be at the University of Portland. The first one is going to be at the University of Portland, and then the next one will be um, in Racine, Wisconsin, which is kind of outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then the next one will be in Dallas, and then the next one will be in Houston. And that's that's all I got lined up. So right now you are at your featured artist for the Mahogany Gallery. You want to talk about that a little bit? Like Mahogany Gallery? Yes. Mahogany Gallery is actually where the second show will be in Racine, Wisconsin. And that uh, that's one of the galleries that um, represents my work. Um, that gallery actually represents that painting you like. Um, I'll show you the way. Uh, so, um, they they are a gallery based around, uh, the African-American experience and African-American collectors. So they curate, um, they vet specific artists that their work, um, is not only something that a collector would want to have, but, um, like you guys are saying, like they, they, they have a principle that they stand on that Mm -hmm. is for the benefit of pushing our community forward. So uh, a lot of my fellow artists at that gallery have a similar passion um, like I do to not hide what's going on in their world and and um, their journey in life. They don't want to just hide it, but they do want to make sure that you see that it's a beautiful experience uh, as well. So all of these artists, I think, are kind of similar um, to me in, in ideology, not specifically politics or that type of thing, but at least in ideology that uh, these things, you know, these these scars, you know, they're beautiful scars for a lack of a better um, description. And we want to make sure that we don't forget these things because these things are what make us the unique and beautiful people that we are. Because if it's up, if it's up to the uh, others, Again, then our, you, our story's not going to get told right. Exactly, exactly. And that's what I like about this gen. Oh, well, this is what I like about this generation. We are somewhat reclaiming that. Just how we talk about the movie, The Heart of They Fall. That's what yeah. happens when you're able to create your own stories. You have this movie. It ain't no shucking and jiving. Ain't no yeah. bullshit. It's just black actors, black actresses, black directors, black writers, black musicians just coming together to, uh, to do something. But I do want to ask you, you had work in Times Square, correct? Uh, I did for the um, presidential election. Okay. I had work in Times Square. I had an um, a, a image of one of my paintings um, projected on the side of... Uh, I'm not from New York, so I couldn't tell you. The, uh, the old clock built, the old... I don't know what it's yeah, called. Yeah, I could. I don't know yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Times Square. That yeah. was, how was how was that? Like, do you ever sit dope. back? That and was be dope like, because my mama was on the phone calling. Was <laughs> like, yeah, that that's kind of cool. But I'm one of those people where when something's happening to me, it's um, it's not me that is. I'm like outside of it, looking oh, at it happening to me, gotcha. and then I'll be by myself. Some months later, I'll be reflecting on that shit, like. Girl, you dope as fuck. Like, that, <laughs> like, how many people had that happen to you? That's some dope shit. Like, that's like. Okay, like Farrakhan, 
this was another thing I was going to mention about a controversial piece. I did a I did a painting of Elijah Muhammad, and um, I am not a member of the Nation of Islam. I do respect a lot of the um, the progress that the Nation of Islam has helped to facilitate um, in the Black community since the '60s. I do appreciate and acknowledge those things. Uh, so. Um, you know, so Farrakhan was coming to Detroit. I, I have a um, network of brothers in Detroit. We were in this, um, we were doing this documentary at the time and um, and uh, wanted to talk to a few of the brothers at the Nation of Islam. And uh, this, the, the pastor of the uh, temple there, um, I'm really cool with, you know, and he was like, Farrakhan's going to be here, might want to. Um, show him some of your work. And I was like, I'll do one better and I'll paint him something. So I painted Farrakhan a, a painting of um, Elijah Muhammad and he loved it so much that he touched it, which mm. they had already told me he doesn't usually accept gifts. He definitely doesn't touch them. They have to be fully checked out and whatnot. And um, yeah, he wanted to hold it and then he asked, I wasn't there of course, and, and uh and um, and then he asked them, you know, a little bit about me, what my name was, a little bit about me and whatnot. And they ended up putting it in the Nation of Islam's um, president's uh, minister's personal library. So it is there. And what, what's amazing to me is I don't know if you guys know who Dr. Ben is, Dr. Ben Yakanan, but um, uh, um, probably one of the most beloved um, Pan-African scholars. And, um, well, I shouldn't say Pan-African scholar. I should just say Black scholar. Um, but I know his wor- his library of books are somewhere <laughs> around the corner from wherever my painting is. And I think wow. that's just an amazing thing. So, um, so you really, you really out here doing it. Uh, oh, but the controversial part was a lot of members of NOI were mad at me. Why? Because I'm not NOI. Oh. And they were like, how did, how did I get that much access? How did I get that kind of invite? I'm like, you need to take that up with your minister. Like, I got the invite. I didn't pay for an invite. I got one. So it's funny that you uh, bring that up because that could be a perfect microcosm of what I believe is an issue too as far as the the division and the derision between black people. Like, is it? do you have any insight on that? Because that's something I think really plagues us. Even... Uh, even, Unpopular opinion, black people don't want to unite. Okay, that is is unpopular. I'm going to keep it 100. I am an African. I am a pan-African. There's a reason why we have tribes. Mm Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. natural human nature for you to split up on different attributes. First thing are going to be physical attributes. What is our most noticeable physical attribute? Our skin color. So I, 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 I take the whole topic of racism first from an approach of anthropology. It's a natural occurrence. It's never going to end for one. Mm-hmm. So that you can put that out the window with with racism between different ethnic groups. I agree with you. Intergroups, the same thing happens because you can take skin color out. We are all the same skin color, but guess what? We're not all the same height. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Our head not all shaped the same. Guess what? We ain't all got the same shape. There's always going to be something that's going to be like, okay, but this person like me is more similar because it's more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And humans, humans yearn for comfort. That's an evolutionary trait, correct? The, the evolutionary trait is—it's not nothing that anybody control can control. So all this, these stupid arguments about it—I mean, it's—it's 
it, I can't say it's a stupid argument. It, it, the, detri- the, the, the negative consequences of it are what we need to be arguing about because yeah. there are absolutely natural and positive things to racism and discrimination and all these things. These are things that your brain are going to do naturally anyway. There's a whole field behind it. You know, it's I mean, people I'm sure most of us um, most of us um, learned about um, see now. I, now I can't. <laughs> um, um, but most of us learned about schemas um, in, in at least in high school. I would mm-hmm. think about how your brain naturally takes shortcuts and groups information so you can make quick decisions. Because mm-hmm. you think about how many decisions you have to make throughout the day. Which shoe are you going to put on first? Which hole in the buckle are you going to use? How long are you going to brush your teeth? Are you going to turn the water on? Which not? Like you're constantly processing an answer to a question. And if you had to give logical and factual information to each decision, I don't think you'd make it past getting up to pee every day. That'd be the end of your day. By the time you were done actually thinking about every decision you had to make. So we naturally do these things. And this was my, this was part of my dissertation in graduate, graduate school, uh, which is why I'm so passionate about this topic too. But um, the, 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 the area, the, the way these things come into being a problem is when people mistreat people because of it. Mm. You know, it's if there's a natural difference and you respect those differences, that's not a negative thing. But when you're, you know, when you're keeping someone from um, life and liberty behind that difference, that's when it turns into what we identify as racism. But racism is a very broad, complicated topic that doesn't always involve something being negative. I, I hate. I'm sorry. Were you done? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I hate in America how we treat racism as like a matter of the heart. Like, uh, oh, if you just get to know da da da, get to know these people. Da, I that could be a component of it, but at the end of the day, I actually am not against racism. If you want to be racist, that is okay with me. I'm just like leave people the fuck alone. Just like yeah. just just to piggyback off what you said, I happen to agree and. I just hate that we treat it like it's just something like uh, hold hands and let's get along. No, to me, that's just fluff. Just talk about... Toxic positivity. Toxic positivity? I never heard that term. Yeah, toxic positivity. Like the idea that if we're just nice to people, then they'll like us anyway. But that's not how that works. Yeah, I don't like that. So I agree with you as far as if if we have these infrastructures that are, are predicated on that, then get rid of that. Be racist, but once you identify as racist, okay, you can't be a police officer because I can't trust you to make a, 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 a the right decision because of because of who you are. If that's who you want to be, then be that. Hey, My issue is, is in, 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 in your fields. In your fields. But even with that, every life needs a villain. I, I'm totally mm. off the topic, but every life right. needs. Every Absolutely. life needs. And I, I agree with you. I, I don't know if we would be able to do, differentiate when things are going good if we didn't have something bad yeah. as a, Ooh, a standard. You know? something. I can always forget that damn author's name, but he was just saying that how if if everything if uh it's called um homo homo deus is is the book is called homo deus homo mm-hmm. deus a brief history of the future uh it's some weird shit like that. But uh, he was saying if we cured 
poverty, we cured hunger. It was all saying how most famine is political famine. Well, yeah, it's yeah. just kind of like with uh, Elon Musk, and I don't. I'm not a fan of Elon Musk like oh, that. Oh, what but, he just said? But about he did make a very good point. If I'll give up six, $6 billion, billion right now, if you figure it out. If you can tell me exactly how all this is going to be made, again, every story needs a villain, and unfortunately, unfortunately, people's lives just happen to be affected but it's all lives and some people get it worse some people get it better it's just it's kind of progression yeah and i do like uh and i'm gonna be i just want to add to that because i'm I'm not a fan of elon musk either i'm not a fan of capitalism uh but you know but i don't knock nobody hustle right the man just happened to figure out how to do something and and be the off and on the richest person on the planet I mean, that's just that's just the cards. That's, that's him again. People. That's his story. Because I was going to say something, but I just wanted to unpack oh, sorry, that tweet just for a second. Because that man didn't offer to donate it. He said he would sell the shares, and that money would go toward. He didn't say that. He didn't even say that it would happen. He said, "If you can figure, if you can show detail for detail how this is going to happen, I will sell these shares." The UN can't get a, a plan put together to show what they're going to do with donations to Haiti. They're surely not going to mm. have a plan to end world hunger. And I think there's too many people that are unhappy with their financial situation. And so they automatically made him the villain in this scenario. But the truth right. of the matter yeah. is we have our own complaints about the UN not putting money through the proper channels to get to the proper Purposes no, because it's because of all of these people with greedy pockets in between. That's so a political I don't blame family. that man. Yeah. I, I'm gonna keep my six billion in my pocket too. Because if they, if this country taxes people, if every country taxes their rich appropriately, there would be no world hunger issue anyway. And you're so not we gonna don't do need that to leave because it to one celebrity. He's not a politician. No mm-hmm. one voted to put him in charge to save anything. He, he might as well be a regular citizen like you or I. But for people to think that someone that has no power no more than them in terms of of um responsibility mm-hmm. no more responsibility than than them or He's me just a rich or well because it's like warren buffett warren buffett is ridiculously rich he gives up money every year every month he gives out so much money and the amount of money that he's accrued over a lifetime and the amount of money that he's given out he's given to these donations i don't i this is off topic, but on topic. I've seen the backhand of how donations work with nonprofit, quote unquote, these mm-hmm. famous nonprofit organizations. People have to get paid to create these nonprofit organizations. People get a salary. So you're feeding somebody else and it's the then you get the Reagan trickle down economics. Mm-hmm. And then the people who actually need it, the people who need WIC, the people who need EBT, who all of that, instead of them getting that extra little something that they were supposed to be getting from this billion, else. it's going to somebody else's that Mercedes. Bu- that damn bureaucracy right. of it all. Yeah, it's, a, it's fucking bureaucracy. bureaucracy. And it's somebody who works in bureaucracy very well. But yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's, but that's exactly why it, I mean, it's keeping me funded. Uh, about the villain thing, then we can go to the next subject. I just want to bring up the Matrix rule quick because i like how it illustrated um the plot of the matrix everybody's sleeping used for batteries but they had to create the world because when everything was was uh surreal and pristine the human brain wouldn't accept it and so the the humans that were asleep kept waking up because they couldn't live in a world that had no trouble we would not know how to process 
Well, without it, I, I think that's funny. You're, it's you're, because everybody is naturally an agent of chaos. It's mm-hmm. not just I mean, me. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> all that to say that. <laughs> but it's like it's like you can apply that to anything. I was talking to my homegirl about a, a, a mutual friend of ours who we feel like she just needs some kind of drama in her life. Yeah. It's like she can't. Things can't go too well for her yeah. for a long time, and she gotta go start a fight with her man or at work or something like that. And it's like some people just—I think most people—I mean, you need some kind of entertainment and action going on. I think if you don't actively try, and then we can get on this is some other shit. But I don't think if you if you actively don't try to combat that, then it just trickles in. Cause yeah, we are all like that. So I actually mm-hmm. take the steps to not be like that. If I see my mind drifting into chaos i'm like you know what dial mm-hmm. it back go light an incense go read a book go chill turn yeah. your phone off you reading too much and now you angry about shit you arguing with somebody a million miles away that you never gonna meet exactly yeah I, I i've like done you're, that you're, you're, I know, you're, i'm not projecting i'm talking about myself you're in facebook jail you're a projector I'm, I'm currently in facebook both jail. of y'all stay in facebook I can't, jail i can't get out of facebook nah. jail the last two times they put me in for bullshit they, they put me in not the last time but the time before because a comedian had a video up and he said the caption said I'm such a slut and then my comment was yeah you yeah, you really are a slut and then Facebook put me in jail for name calling oh. for, uh, See, for bullying what did I, I, I kinda, so they let the video fly yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't use the word in the I'm in trip because I've been seeing like but as nudity on Facebook still uh, yeah, and I'm like, they, but I'm, I'm, I know they got me flagged so yeah. I ain't used to same same. I'm flagged on all pages. Yeah, I can't. yeah we just flagged that here. Yeah, and I told you it's black people. She, she. Yeah, okay, I don't, I, I don't subscribe to that. All but the stuff I've said over the years. <laughs> and and that's what that's what they mad at. Like they, I think they just wait. Um, oh, Mister Met has been waiting. But yeah. Um, How do you say that? His name, Yuval Noah Harari. Have you heard of him? Uh, no. Okay, uh, he's a, he's an author. That that this is this book I'm currently reading, but it is funny because it talks about literally what you were just saying. That I couldn't think of his name. It's I believe it's Juvel is, is, but I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. It's spelled Y U V A L. I don't know if it's pronounced different. Uh, if the Y makes a J sound or something, I don't know. But uh, it's yeah. just funny because it was Israeli. Is it is, is it really? He's Israeli. So how would you say it? Do you know? It's you said it right. Okay, okay. That's if because what you were talking about that maybe somebody you'd want to check out. Um, and yeah. what and what was the topic? Uh, when you were talking about the um, about the money and the and the and the famine, how the resources. He's oh, author, he's the yeah. author of Sapiens. That was the other book I read, yeah, and I okay. love that book. It, in that book, he was talking about the tribal thing, how um, how human beings that we click up. Um, yeah. and, and this is how the um, homo, how the homo sapiens, it's like literally, how they came came to be, because they pretty much uh, um, migrated, and then um, who the Neanderthals took took away their land because uh, they were I don't know what they did, probably just more we're, savage. Where a lot of it, even though I still am big on fighting for the rights of our people, specifically mm-hmm. Black people, and and everywhere, but we are. We're a part of the history. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't the first time. Anyways, I 
because we're, 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 we're running. We're running. Oh, okay. We're going to end up running late, and I don't want to. She still needs to watch the movie. Oh, okay, <laughs> so uh, before we wrap up, anything you want to say? Shout out? Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I mean, yeah, I'm not good at shout outs. Everybody. <laughs> I just meant any, 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 anything you want to get across, like the main. Um, if you had a thesis statement no, about you know, you know Hey, I need some Instagram followers. Follow me on Instagram. Hey. Follow me on Instagram. We'll, we'll, link it. we'll link it. Yes, follow her yeah. uh, S-A-R. It's Afe.sa.art. Um, really dope stuff. Oh, one. Okay, I lied. So one last thing. There's something really cool that she does. And I've been following you since John introduced me to your work a long time ago. Um, but I, I follow you on my other page. So but one of the things is I really, really think is so dope. She does a self-portrait every year. Like she does a yearly self-portrait. And... Mm-hmm hanging out with artists friends and all the type of stuff drawing yourself and they attempting to draw themselves and get everything in the right lines everybody has that kind of a struggle with it and then you look at Afi's self-portraits and they look like pictures like Mm -hmm. they look like she took a selfie um so can you just what made you start doing a yearly portrait uh, I, I don't, you know, I think I'm cute. And, uh, <laughs> one year I was like, yeah, you know, I, I need that. Before I was a professional, I was like, eh, let me let me paint me. I need something to paint. And I uh, got tired of just sketching random people. So I just drew me and I liked it. And I was like, well, I'm going to make a really nice one so I can hang it up. And then I just kind of ended up on every year. So now I'm on year eight. Oh, wow. so I'm waiting until I get 13 and then I'm going to have a mini art show <laughs> with just my portraits. That would be dope. Cause to look, the devil with false modesty. I love it because I'm cute. That's the reason. I mean, look. I, 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 ain't gonna even, I wish I had some great stories about why I'm an artist and why I'm an <laughs> I don't. I don't. Truth of the matter is, I'm, a re, I'm an avid reader and yeah. passionate about black folks and black history and being African and that's it. And, and I think I'm cute. That's pretty much it. I ain't got nothing else that's going on. Much, that's all you need. I ain't, no, I ain't got no kids that I'm oh my children no. I ain't got none of that. It's just Well you know, I, 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 I do we really do appreciate you being here and we really do love your work. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you created because it will endure. Like I'm, I'm it's here. Like that I'm I'm just real big on that. Put stuff to paper, put it. Put you know, it to you know I was gonna draw you until you cut your hair. Oh, she was mad when I cut my dress. Oh my I, I really was. I swear to God, I have a folder in my phone of photos I pulled down and I'm like one day You can still do it. it in my sketchbook. He looks like Boosie Badass right now. You can now. still do it. Uh like he, a, he just went he just looked like a kid when he first cut them and I just didn't appreciate it because I feel like he didn't even ask. <laughs> And <laughs> it's bad enough I can't grow no beard. I'm sorry. I, I do apologize. Because after I didn't have no beard, so I skated by with the dreads. Because yeah, she was like, you lucky you got them dreads. He looks 12 yeah, right now. He got one or the other. All these bright colors on. But, but yeah. Still sketching if you I, want. I, I'm totally okay. I have braids and I'll have twisties next week. Please feel free to sketch me. I mean, I work well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're gonna let you get back. uh I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, we're gonna let you get back to your movie. Your uh, because I want to talk to you about it when it's done. Uh, Yeah, you can can totally come back on another episode because you know, I will. I had so much fun, it didn't even feel like really like an interview, it felt like just Just that's that's because we don't interview, (laughs) we just 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 let y'all talk. Yeah. (laughs) 
We gotta, we gotta unpack some movies or something. Yeah, you know that's my bad. You so, know that's my we, bad. We were talking about this black westerns, uh, the history of black mm-hmm. cowboys. I'm obsessed with that history. That's up there with uh, Mormons and. And that's something Brooklyn. I don't, I don't really know much about. It's, so that, I like that. It's an amazing yeah. time. It's a lot of how. Uh, my paternal side got to California. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of that, so I'm obsessed with that history. Cause I knew Bass Reeves and I knew Stagecoach Mary. We were, I knew those characters. We, we were heavier well, out I'm from here. Texas, than, so you know we got all of that. Like yeah, she, like, know. but and you're like one of the perfect people to talk to about that because you they have the black rodeo. We have mm-hmm. one here too, but mm-hmm. they started shooting and then they closed it. <laughs> of course, California, right? <laughs> but so you, we're definitely happy oh, back. Yeah, oh yeah, and uh, and and positive prayer to all the people that got hurt at the Travis Scott concert. Yes, at the Astro World oh, concert. It was yeah. 11. That they, was a doozy. That so. was that was crazy. Okay, Houston, y'all been... They, they ain't gonna let us do nothing. They, they gonna, y'all just, been yeah. hot for at least 2016. I don't know what's going on in Houston. I said let them back out, but I don't think Texas ever went in. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I ain't gonna even lie. We really... The, our, our governor is just stupid. Yeah. I'm not a, no, I ain't a fan of all of this, these mandates or whatever. But, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not... You know, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not an idiot. It's like, <laughs> even, even if it doesn't bother me, mm-hmm. if it makes other people feel uncomfortable or it makes them feel better, put the shit on. Yeah. Happy yeah. said, wait, Happy, pause, rewind, say that one more time. And then I want you to yell it out on here. Say it one more <laughs> <Really>? time. <laughs> it's, it's like, it, it, put the shit on for the sake of other people. If it, even if it just makes them feel comfortable, put the shit on and go through your day and go to fuck home. It's not that hard. There it's like putting on socks and drawers. People, people what? just want to be. Everybody want to be an outlier and an extremist. And they want to be a part of something. Of everybody norm. wants to be an edge lord. Everybody want to be. A, that's my thing. Ed, fucking edge lords. I can't stand them. You just shut the fuck up. Cause uh, sorry, I get passionate about it because motherfuckers got real problems, real motherfucking really problems. And, I, and, I, and I'm from Team Captain of Team Idiot when it comes to. <laughs> This this whole topic, like these people around here, violate you know you violated my rights and did a like exactly. shut these fuck up. This ain't like, no y'all rights. Let tell y'all what to do since he got in office. Like, but all of a sudden it's an issue now. To, like, uh, Afi, if you ever get to visit Fresno, um, yeah, you'll see it's exactly like that out in me. this particular town. They, yeah, uh, it's it's creepy. I love you. I'm like in the Bay Area. We're, no, we're uh, we we're south of the bay. We sit right okay. in the middle, in between LA and Oakland. Are you coming to California anytime? Uh, 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 can't talk about it. California art shows make me anxious. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. They make me anxious only because the, the you know the galleries want the the young, colorful talent, and all that kind of thing. But it's like when I do she get into by invited for something in California, it never really comes with we're paying for a hotel and accommodations. Oh. And I, I'm not paying three fifty a night to stay at one of y'all hotels because mm. it's outrageous in California. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's not a lie. I said um, you come to Fresno. State, we stay. don't pay state tax. Yeah, if you want to come to Fresno, you know. You can stay at my house in California. Because I be doing my watercolors. I sent you my watercolors. I started doing my watercolors. She's humoring me. She's humoring me. Oh, you like Yoda? I'll send it to you. No, you painted Yoda. I did. You want it? 
And yeah, okay. I'm, I'm waiting for my my um Funko Pops too. Oh, oh I found one for you. Got to read me. Look, he got all mad about something. Had his panties in a bunch, and he was trying to give away his Funko Pops. <laughs> all right, so uh, pleasure having you. <laughs> two years later, I still ain't got no Funko Pops. Pleasure having you. Happy, they still there too. He, he, I got more. Yeah, he's got a whole wall. I got he just, more. He's just not giving them up. But no, so this is gonna wrap up the episode again. Thank you so much for coming mm-hmm. on and speaking with us and working with all of our technical issues because lord knows yeah. we have them but we really do appreciate you and again y'all go check her out i'm gonna post the links below um where to catch her on instagram um when she gets out of facebook jail y'all can check her on there um what yes. else? And oh, and the afiese.com, A-F-I-E-S-E.com. Yes, and then she also has her website, and I'll post a link in this episode. So, yeah. So, so go watch a movie and check.